Hey, baseball fans, welcome to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast with your host, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman. Well, we're about a week into the offseason, and I think we can all agree we missed going to baseball every night at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Joel Norman. This is the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. And yes, to me, these are the dog days in a lot of ways. This time in the summer after the Apple Sox season ends. I'm not sure if it's the case for you. I know a lot of times players, coaches, sometimes the fans, you feel the dog days in the middle of the season. But for me, it's kind of this stretch where uh, the summer is still going on. But we don't have nightly Apple Sox baseball to to keep up with. So what an exciting season it was. If you haven't you know heard our most recent ones, recapping it, Wenatchee went 37-17 and in the regular season. Second best record, tied for the second best record ever in franchise history in their 23 seasons. But the Apple Sox just couldn't get it done in the postseason. Fell to the Victoria Harbor Cats in two games. Um, that marked the end of a really, really promising season. I think there were three teams in the North Division who all had legitimate championship aspirations that I would think plenty of years the regular seasons they put together would indicate that they'd be able to go on a long postseason run but it just didn't happen this year and I think those three teams the Bellingham Bells, Victoria Harbor Cats, and Wenatchee Apple Sox all had incredible years to be extremely proud of but as I mentioned for them, unfortunately, none of them heading home with a title. Corvallis won the West Coast League Championship earlier this week, their 7th consecutive title, 10th overall, so congratulations to them. They defeated the Victoria Harbor Cats in the West Coast League Championship game by a 5 to nothing score. Victoria, tip your cap to them. A great sweep of the Apple Sox. They took care of business, and then they came from behind. They were down early on against the Bellingham Bells in the North Division Championship game. And they rallied back to win that game at home and then eventually fall in the title game. So it was an exciting postseason, and I think in a lot of ways we can say it was a successful year for the West Coast League. Granted, I am a bit biased with how well the Apple Sox played this year, but I think a lot of people can be really proud of the product of the West Coast League. I think a lot of things really improved this season. Um, The fact that there really weren't any complaints that I heard of about the action clock was certainly a really good sign of things to come. Times of games were down this year compared to before, but the action you could argue was even better this season. So, just a phenomenal year of baseball for the West Coast League. And, you know, I hope you're like me and you're really anticipating that 2024 season. But part of the wrap up for the 2023 season is the handing out of the All WCL honors. And the Apple Songs had seven different players earn All WCL honors, beginning with second baseman Frankie Carney who was named the first-team All-WCL second baseman, and how deserving was that? What a great year he had. Carney's a redshirt freshman in UC Irvine this fall. He was the second straight anteater to really lock down the second base spot and also earn first-team All-WCL honors after Joey Chiro Oyama did so in 2022. Carney recorded the second-best batting average in the West Coast League at 356 which also marked the best by an Apple Sox player to play in at least 40 games since former Anteater Keston Hira in 2015. Carney also recorded a team-best 17-game hitting streak from July 17th through August 8th, and that was five games away from breaking the team record and the second-longest overall in the WCL. The San Diego native also finished second in the league with 40 walks, good for second-most all-time by an Apple Sox player, and led the WCL with 44 runs, third most in a summer in team history. Carney also reached base. This is my favorite stat from his summer. He reached base 
with at least a walk or a hit in all but six of the 42 games that he played in. And three of those games were games that he did not start. So think about that. Of the 39 games that he did start, phenomenal work, reaching base in all but three of those. So what a, what a summer for Frankie Carney. And there was a lot to really enjoy about him. I think one of my favorite things with him, statistics aside, was his energy in the box. You know, sometimes... I'm sure he would say it too. Sometimes you could see the frustration boil over and maybe it was a little more than he wanted to show. But I just love that seeing that kind of desire in players to succeed every time, help themselves, help the team as much as they can. And it was so fun to see that. I like the way that he kind of, when he was in the box, and I think I'm sure other people noticed this too, but one of the things he would do if it was a pitch that was kind of borderline, maybe calling a strike, you would see him kind of shrug his shoulders, shake his head a little bit, almost in a, oh, I was surprised that was called type of manner, not to show anyone up, but I just, I enjoyed his, I, we can call him theatrics, and that's not negative. I, I enjoyed the theatrics that he put on in, in the batter's box. It was truly a show watching him come up to hit. You didn't know if he was going to bunt and reach on, on a base hit that way, or maybe slap one the opposite way, or even the one time in Nanaimo, he had his only home run to the opposite field. No easy feat for a left-handed bat at that ballpark, but just a phenomenal year watching him play. And I wanted to get these head coaches' take, Mitch Darlington, on the summer that Carney had. We'll hear from him about each of these guys who made the All-WC honors. But first, Frankie Carney's feedback from head coach Mitch Darlington. Overall, just really happy with the amount of guys that we had uh, honored this year by the West Coast League. I think all these guys deserve uh, every bit of recognition that they get. Uh, you know, and I think we had a few other guys that just just uh, just missed there on, on getting honored as well. So uh, really, really happy to see these guys uh, receive some recognition uh, for the efforts they put in this summer. Starting with Frankie Carney, you know, first team all West Coast League selection. Uh, you know, an, an obvious no-brainer. A guy that spent majority of the summer at the top of the order for us was just a run machine, man. He'd get on base and just wreak havoc, swiping bags, uh, taking the extra base. Uh, just really, really aggressive mindset for him on the bases. Uh, you know, and, and then, you know, just having a great summer at the dish. Uh, you know, it seemed like whether or not he was uh, getting a base hit, he was, he was finding his way on base, whether it be a walk or a hit by pitch. You know, one of those guys that I think defenses hate to pitch to and hate to defend because, you know, he'll at any moment just drop down a bunt, take his single, you know, and then also have a little bit of that juice to, to go gap to gap and, and put one in a gap and, and, uh, and start running. So, uh, a no-brainer West Coast League uh, first-team guy, if, uh, in my opinion, uh, Frankie Carney. That was the Apple Sox skipper, Mitch Darlington, chatting about Frankie Carney. We'll hear from him again in a moment here, but let's detail some of the other players for the Apple Sox who earned all WCL honors. They had two players on the second team, and both of them were pitchers. The first one we'll mention was Toby Haar, who is an incoming sophomore at Central Arizona after spending his freshman year at Kansas. Har was one of the Apple Sox's most efficient starters in 2023 as he went 5-1 and one with a 190 ERA in seven games. The right-hander led the team in wins, finished second at ERA, and was the 10th pitcher in Apple Sox history to start at least six games and record an ERA under two. Har started each of the final six games that he pitched in and allowed three earned runs or less in each one. Now, the Scottsdale native also completed at least five innings four times and won each of his last four starts. It was so fun watching him work over the course of the year, and it felt like he improved a little bit each time he went out. 
And, you know, one of the times right after he departed from the team in late July, I was talking to head coach Mitch Darlington about him, and he said, you know, my favorite thing with him was that he would go out. You kind of knew what you were getting from Toby each night, probably five or six innings, three runs or less, and he gave them a chance to win every single time that he towed the rubber. The other Apple Sox member on the all-WCL second team was Jaden Williamson as a relief pitcher. Williamson, a redshirt junior at Lewis Clark State College, who is transferring there after pitching at Lower Columbia, tied for third on the Apple Sox in innings pitch despite making all 10 of his appearances in relief. He tied for the team lead in strikeouts and also had the, tied for the seventh most in the WCL with 42 punchouts this season. Williamson recorded five outings of at least four innings in the regular season and then tossed seven and a third innings out of the bullpen on August 8th in the postseason. The Longview native's most important performance came on August 3rd. He tossed five and two-thirds scoreless innings and struck out seven against Bellingham in a 3-1 to win. And that was such an impressive outing. The thing I remember from that one was giving up a base hit in the eighth inning when the Apple Sox were only up 2-1 to at that time, and then he went on to strike out the next three hitters and strand the tying run at second base. There were other, other outings by Williamson as well that were phenomenal that you could almost say the Apple Sox didn't take advantage of. The first one was on the final game of the first half when the Apple Sox had a chance to win the first half at Port Angeles, and Williamson came out of the bullpen early in that game and tossed six scoreless innings. Six innings of relief for him in that game, but the Apple Sox couldn't get the job done. I think the most impressive thing for me about that outing, there were no walks, there was only one hit and six strikeouts, but he only needed 69 pitches to go through six clean innings after entering in the third inning of that ball game. But as I mentioned, it would not be enough. The Apple Sox unfortunately lost that game 3-2 to and then did not win the first half title. The other great outing by Williamson that was kind of wasted was the one I mentioned a little bit before. That game on August 8th against the Victoria Harbor Cats. He entered in the bottom of the first inning with two down and would go the next seven and a third innings. Gave up two runs. Only one was earned in that time. But he just emptied the tank. 101 pitches that late in the summer and just did everything he needed to do to give the Apple Sox a chance at winning, but they just couldn't do it. In that game, seven and a third, two runs, one earned, five hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Let's hear a little bit more about what Coach Darlington had to say. Moving on to a couple pitchers that got second team all West Coast League recognition. Both of these guys, man, uh, you know, more than deserving. Uh, you know, I, I thought both of these guys could have been on the first team all West Coast League uh, role, but... Uh, you know, just missed it and a couple second teamers, but, uh, two, two guys that had very different roles. First one, you know, Toby Har, you know, our bona fide ace of the summer, really. I mean, every, every start that he gave us was just, was just, it, I want to say a dominant start, but just, uh, you know, an outing that when you, when he comes off the field, you're shaking his hand and saying, way to go, Toby, man, you gave us a chance to win. He, it seemed like every outing he was going five or six strong, you know, one or two runs or less, and, and uh, just, just competes, man. A guy that, um, you know, nothing he does really wows you. There's not one single pitch that he has that you just that, that you just are amazed at, but he just goes and attacks guys, fills up the zone, and poises his big thing, man. He just... He's so poised and confident on the mound. You know, he'll give up back-to-back hits, and, and it just doesn't phase him. You can't tell – you really can't tell what's going on uh, in his head on the mound. He's just calm, collected, and and uh, it, I think it just speaks to the summer that he had uh, to get this award. So uh, big congrats to Toby. 
uh, more than deserving. Next guy, Jaden Williamson, uh, you know, probably the biggest dog in our bullpen, man. Just just came in, uh, it seemed like in every big game, and just would, would get, get extended relief appearance and, uh, and and just roll with it. He'd just come in and he just shut shut the other team down, you know, for a lack of a better word. Just just come in there and attack and and uh, hold the other team at bay and always gave us a chance to come back and win. A ton of different games I can think of where, you know, Jaden came in and, and just held held the other team down and, and gave us a shot, you know, like at Port Angeles and, uh, you know, even at home in the playoff game, you know, came in in the first inning and then go seven strong for us. He, that, that's just who he was, man. He wanted the ball in the biggest games and uh, really, really uh, think that he could have been a first-team uh, all-West Coast League guy, but uh, uh, just missed it. But uh, more than deserving, more than deserving recognition for Jaden. So really happy to see him get that award. Did you know that 21 former Apple Sox players have made it to the major leagues? This past April, Cincinnati Reds right-handed pitcher Casey Legamina became the 20th former Apple Sox player to make his Major League debut, and then the Apple Sox got their 21st former player to make it to Major League Baseball when Alec Jacob debuted for the San Diego Padres in mid-July. You might recognize a few other names across Major League Baseball. Marco Gonzalez of the Seattle Mariners, Drew Rasmussen of the Tampa Bay Rays, Ryan Kreidler of the Detroit Tigers, Griffin Canning of the Los Angeles Angels, and Michael Tolia of the Colorado Rockies. And those are just a few other players in the majors who previously spent a summer in Wenatchee. You never know which guy on this summer's Apple Sox team will one day find him suiting up in the big leagues at the highest level of baseball. To learn more about Apple Sox players playing professional baseball, please visit applesox.com and select the Apple Sox and the Pros drop-down option on the About column. And now finally on to the four members of the Apple Sox who earned all WCL honorable mention. Not on the first or second team, but very noteworthy summers. And this is you know a nice accomplishment they'll be able to have with them for the rest of their playing careers and beyond. Let's start with the first one in alphabetical order, Evan Canfield, who's a redshirt sophomore at Edmonds this fall. He was also a horse out of the bullpen for Wenatchee this past summer, recording a 2.03 ERA in his second summer with the Apple Sox. The right-hander's 12 appearances led the team, and his 36 strikeouts were third most. Canfield recorded five different outings of at least three innings, including a season-high five-and-a-third innings of shutout ball in a 5-1 to win over Bellingham on July 25th. The Bothell Washington native's finest outing was his first of the season when he tossed five shutout innings and struck out nine to earn the win against Springfield on June 7th. Canfield was a guy, he, he kind of stepped right back into the role that he had from the year before with the Apple Sox, where it was that long man out of the bullpen. All of his appearances came in relief and just such a, a great piece of the Apple Sox. As I mentioned, the 12, game, 12 games that he pitched in led the team, pitched one more time in the postseason, and it was it was so fun watching him work again for another summer. And I remember that, that outing on June 7th against Springfield. It was like he picked up right where he left off from the summer before. And in a way, you could argue he was even better. Now, the ERA in 2022 was at 122 in nine games compared to this past summer, 12 appearances, and an ERA at 203. But he had a few longer outings that really were of note in the summer of 2023. But 
you know, this is a guy who he's been such a nice find for the Apple Sox these last two years. And hey, you never know, might have that chance to bring him back in 2024. I know a lot of fans wouldn't mind that at all. But uh, just a guy who brought such great energy to the team throughout the summer. His uh, his saying he always used was "I'm here." That ended up making its way onto the Apple Sox postseason shirts in the form of "We're here." And and though that was something that was really big in the clubhouse with the Apple Sox and in the dugout, and kind of was a rallying cry at times. But uh, it was a it was just such a great energy that Canville brought to the team, both on the mound and off of it, and just kind of one of those ideal summer ball players who has a lot of passion for the team and really trying to win while he can play in the summer. Let's hear from head coach Mitch Darlington on his second-year pitcher, Evan Canfield. Last group of guys that uh, deserve recognition here are West Coast League honorable mentions. You know, Ryan Martinez, Brandon Potts, Mike Keneally, and Evan Canfield. Uh, all four of these guys, again, more than deserving of these awards. Uh, you know, starting with Evan Canfield. Evan, man, he, he just seemed like an Apple Sox for life, man. He just... Past, past two summers, he's he, he's just continued to have dominant success. Really, really thought Evan could have been a first-team All-West Coast League guy, uh, to give you my honest opinion. Really, really dominant stuff out of our bullpen. Uh, was our bona fide closer all summer long. You know, him and Jaden kind of flip-flopped in that role. But Evan was the guy for us. You know, if, if we had a lead and we got to the seventh or eighth inning, we, we just handed the ball to Evan and, and just let him roll. And, and it paid off a, a lot for us this summer. Evan is, again, not the most dominant stuff. You know, not the most plus-plus stuff. But uh, I think his confidence and uh, his his just ability to get outs, man, he just... He just attacks the zone and and uh, makes his speeds really well and he just knows how to pitch and, he, and he's confident confident in the late inning situation and uh, I, I, I'm excited to see the type of year that he has at Edmonds and and uh, continue to watch him grow as well I think he's a division one arm that uh, that a lot of schools are going to be on here shortly in the northwest so excited to see where uh, where uh, baseball takes Evan. Another Apple Sox right-handed reliever also made all WCL honorable mention. That was Michael Keneally, a sophomore at Gonzaga this fall. His work with the Apple Sox this summer, in addition to his great freshman year at Spokane Falls, really helped him to earn that transfer to Gonzaga. He was the second most used pitcher out of the Apple Sox bullpen after Canfield, recording a 3.81 ERA in 10 appearances. His control was really impressive all summer. He only walked six batters over 28 and a third innings. The right-hander tossed six different outings of at least three innings with a season-high six innings of scoreless ball on July 22nd in a 10-6 win over Nanaimo. Keneally finished the summer strong with a 2.51 ERA over his final four games, spanning 14 and a third innings. The Spokane native recorded a season-high seven strikeouts and four scoreless innings on June 27th against Port Angeles. Keneally, just a, a newcomer, but filling that role, the Mitch Darlington type of reliever. We've seen these a lot in the two seasons that Darlington's been at the helm. He likes a guy who can come out of the bullpen and eat up some innings and really go as far as he possibly can. It's almost like there's a loose, looser leash on some of these relievers who come in because you've seen this at the major league level. They've been called sometimes the, the bulk reliever or the long man out of the bullpen, and that's something Darlington has not minded using. Now, granted, in 2023, he had a lot of great starting pitchers, so he didn't exactly need to have a lot of long men this year, but 
the 54-game season over two and a half months, it's a long summer. There's a lot of games in there, and it's not like you're going to get five innings out of your starter every night. And sometimes you need a guy like a Michael Keneally, who oftentimes came into games where Wenatchee was down a couple, and it was a situation where maybe Canfield or Williamson wasn't the go-to guy, but Darlington used Keneally well to keep the game right where it was in those types of situations and really try to give the Apple Sox an opportunity to maybe get their bats to go to work and come back in that game. And that was something he did such a nice job of all summer. I mentioned a couple of his great outings, but I think the one outing for Keneally that really stood out to me was his final one. That was July 28th against Edmonton. He tossed four and a third innings of relief, did give up the one run on four hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. That run scored after he had left the game, though, as he had gone four scoreless innings in a game where the Apple Sox were kind of a little bit sluggish prior to that point. They would, of course, rally to win that game, but Keneally was the guy in the middle of that game who kept them in it and gave them a chance to eventually walk it off in 13 innings long after he was no longer on the mound. But point being, this was a guy who... He just, every time he towed the rubber, it seemed like he was giving you something really special in relief and was such a really solid arm for Wenatchee. Everyone had their hiccups over the course of the summer. He had a couple of those early on, but really found himself, I felt like, late in the year. And I think he saved his best work for those final two outings. The six scoreless against the Nymo on July 22nd, and then those four and a third that I mentioned six days later against Edmonton on July 28th. Here's what his head coach, Mitch Darlington, had to say about the 2023 summer for Michael Keneally. You know, next pitcher, uh, Mike Keneally, uh, came to us, you know, from Spokane Falls, ended up signing with Gonzaga midway through the summer, and I, I think that was a big highlight, not only for Mike this summer, but uh, for us as a coaching staff. Anytime you have a guy that comes in from a junior college and you're able to get him a look at a Division One school and and see him succeed and land at that school, it, it, it's it's pretty awesome. So, you know, I still remember that night well so when Harmon came into town to, you know, come get eyes on Mike, and uh, he threw, threw an unbelievable relief appearance and uh, gave us a shot to win that game as well. But that, but that was kind of Mike's MO, man. He'd come in in those one-run ball games, whether we were down one or up one, and, and it just seemed like he always gave us uh, – Give us a shot to come back and win a game, or or help the other team down while we could, uh, you know, add to the lead. But uh, a really strong bullpen arm, and I think Gonzaga got a great one. And uh, just excited to follow Mike and and see where baseball takes him as well. Two more players to touch on who earned All WCL honorable mention of the seven players in total who earned All WCL honors, whether on the first team, second team, or honorable mention. Let's go to another pitcher, this time a starter, Ryan Martinez, who's a sophomore at Pacific, earned honorable mention after he started in all eight of the games that he pitched in and tossed at least five innings in six of those games. Martinez only walked seven hitters over 39 and two-thirds innings and recorded a 3.63 ERA with Wenatchee. The right-hander twice fired seven innings and was superb in both outings, first with no runs, five strikeouts, and no walks on June 17th against Kelowna, and then with one unearned run, four strikeouts, and one walk versus Edmonton in his final start of the summer on July 29th. The Las Vegas native finished 3-2, and two, but the Apple Sox won all but two of the games that he would pitch in in the 2023 season. That game that I mentioned, the July 29th one, uh, that was one of those fun, that was ended up being the third-to-last game of the summer, and I think that was a really memorable one. That was the night of the free trip to Hawaii giveaway night, so that always brings a packed house of 1,173 fans on hand, and 
you know, Martinez kind of set the tone of that one early on. The, the seven innings of work, final outing this summer, it was kind of just, you know, see what you got here. Let's let's see how far you can go. And he gave seven innings, and I think it was so uh, – he, he could tell from his expression. I remember chatting with him after that game. He was so relieved about two things. One, getting his ERA back under four. It had jumped up a little bit with a couple of hiccups in the three previous games. But he got his ERA under four. And he evened up his wins and losses total. Or, beg your pardon, he picked up his third win of the season to finish 3-2 and two with that 363 mark. Martinez was a guy, you know, his first, I'd say, first four starts of the year. He had one where he, he kind of had a hiccup, but he fought through it and earned the win when he went six innings, five runs, four earned, four hits, two walks, and two strikeouts on June 10th against Victoria. But besides that, he was really lights out three of those first four outings. Five strong, three runs, two earned June 3rd. Seven scoreless against Kelowna, as I mentioned before, on June 17th. And then at Edmonton on June 30th, really battled in that game. That was one where he only gave up the two runs, no walks, five strikeouts, and six and two-thirds, but allowed ten hits. Gave up a hit in every inning, but got out of it for the most part over the course of that game and let the Apple Sox do their work at the plate as he dominated on the bump. He had a brief tough stretch where July 16th against Port Angeles he was starting a day earlier as Wenatchee was trying to clinch the North Division that day that was the outing I talked about where Williamson came on in relief and Martinez was knocked out in the third inning with no outs and gave up three runs on five hits to suffer his first loss and then the next week a really strange outing July 14th he pretty much cruised through the first four innings against a dominant Victoria Harbor Cats team just ran into a little bit of trouble in the fifth, but even then, you know, he gave up the five runs. Only two of them were earned based on an error that would have gotten him out of that inning with only one run having scored. But, of course, he went much worse than that. But, uh, you know, after that, though, in a tough one against Nanaimo, five runs, four earned in an inning on July 22nd. But he ended strong July 29th and kind of got back to the Martinez we were used to seeing from earlier in the summer from those first four outings that he pitched in. So, I think it was a great example of a guy who had some success early on, met a little bit of adversity, but then punched back and finished really strong. Here's what head coach Mitch Darlington had to say about Ryan Martinez's summer. Really, at times throughout the summer, he was one of the more dominant arms that we had um, as, as far as starting pitching goes. You know, he always gave you a shot to win. Another guy that came in and, and didn't have overly, you know, impressive stuff, it just just came in and attacked the zone, man. He came in, worked quick, you know, had had, had a good off-speed mix, attacked guys with fastball, and a fastball that moved. And uh, another one, just very similar to Toby, had good poise on the mound, never seemed rattled, never seemed uh, phased by the moment, just went in there and attacked hitters and, and gave us a shot to win. So really happy with uh, Ryan getting this award. And uh, really, really excited to see him get some recognition. I think he's going to be a, an arm to follow uh, for the next few years here at Pacific. I think uh, he's going to develop and continue to grow in, a, in that program. And uh, just excited to see uh, where baseball takes him. And finally, the seventh and final member of the Apple Sox to earn all WCL honors in the 2023 season is Brandon Ponce, who earns an honorable mention and a very well-deserved honorable mention for him. Ponce is an incoming senior at Washington State, and he shined in his second year with the Apple Sox. Now, fans knew him as the team's returning home run leader from the 2022 season, four in the regular season, and then one more in the postseason. Ponce only had one 
total in the 2023 season, despite playing in more games. But he really helped himself out by finding other ways to get on base. Improved his on-base percentage a little bit, and also tied for the team lead in doubles with 10. He bumped his batting average up from 243 in 2022 to 279 in 2023, and again in more games played. The Federal Way Washington native recorded an 11-game hitting streak from June 18th to 21st, batting 418 over it. Pons put together a monster June in general, slashing 309 batting average, 390 on base percentage, and a 456 slugging percentage with seven doubles, a home run, and 15 RBI. Also, kind of like we had seen from the 2022 season, Pons loved playing at home. He batted 362 with seven doubles and recorded 12 of his 19 RBI at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. There was a stretch in the month of June where it felt like it was an automatic every night that both Easton Amundsen and Brandon Ponce were going to drive in at least a couple of runs apiece and really help the Apple Sox figure out another way to get a win. And He was so fun to watch in that month of June. and He had a tough stretch in July and kind of picked himself up, though, and finished the year strong. And It was, just, it was a pleasure to have him back, a guy who I think his enthusiasm jumped up even more from 2022 to 23. And that was it's always fun having the returning players come back, but something felt different in 2023 about returners from previous seasons coming back where it felt like there was an extra level of pride for them coming back to the Apple Sox. It was almost like, you know, we've got some more work to do and, and they sure did a great job improving uh by ten games better than they did in two thousand and twenty two to twenty three and putting together a really memorable summer. Pons just really, he flashed so much potential in 2022, and for all the good he did, I think there was a sign of maybe there's a little bit more in the tank for him, and he really emptied the tank in 2023 and put together a phenomenal year. Split his time between third base and left field, pretty much the regular cleanup hitter all summer, a couple times batting third as well, but just a pleasure to have him back in Wenatchee, and obviously a fan favorite with the work that he did for Wenatchee for two summers in a row. Let's hear from Mitch Darlington about the returning Apple Sox outfielder Brandon Ponce and the great 2023 summer that he had. Last guy that got an honorable mention uh, West Coast League award was Brandon Ponce. Ponce, man, he just he just feels like again like an Apple Sox for life. He, he just feels like family, really. Uh, been here the last two summers. He's uh, he's poured so much into the Apple Sox, and he, he's had so many big moments for us, and two really really good summers back-to-back years with us and uh you know i'm just i'm just happy that we we got to share uh share his last uh summer of baseball so um i I think he he's one of those guys that he he could have a really really good senior year at washington state you know and and he's a guy that was just kind of our captain and our leader all summer uh it felt like he took a lot of these young guys on our team under his wing and and kind of showed them, you know, how college baseball works and, you know, how to kind of be a professional day in and day out and how to handle your business. And just hats off to Ponce for uh, another great summer with us and uh, for getting some more recognition. It's kind of bittersweet talking about a guy like Ponce because, you know, he's going into his senior year and, you know, this past summer was his last time playing for the Apple Sox. Some of these guys we mentioned before, in fact, everyone who we mentioned before here could come back to the team conceivably. We'd have to see. Obviously, they could get other summer ball offers, but the point is all of them have upcoming eligibility. Ponce is the only one who, you know, is really is finished with his summer collegiate career and soon-to-be collegiate career as he heads into his senior year at Pullman. So uh, such a pleasure having him on the team. And, you know, I just remember the, the last day when 
the team got back from Victoria. Everyone's a little tired. You're getting off the bus. You're cleaning up your locker. And you're getting ready to drive every which way to head home. And Ponce, he kind of took a moment, looked around a little bit, and talked about how he said he was going to miss it and really enjoyed his time with the Apple Sox. And I know a lot of people really enjoyed watching him play over the course of these past two summers. So that does it for the talk about this week's All-WCL Honorable all the players on the Apple Sox who earned all WCL honors, and we will have a couple more podcasts coming up where we'll kind of talk about it, including a full discussion with head coach Mitch Darlington. Right now, kind of letting him breathe a little bit, though, and relax from after the busy summer and enjoy a little bit of time off before the school year begins. Hoping to have him, hoping to have pitching coach Mike Callia come on at some point as well to talk about his thoughts from the summer as well. And, you know, I'll, I'll touch on them briefly. You'll probably hear these stats a lot over the course of the offseason, but can't stress how good of a job you know those two really did with this coaching staff this year uh, I mean you can look at the the impact that coach Callie had on the team and it really just begins with the work on the mound it's as simple as it looks a 335 ERA for the Apple Sox in 2023 consider that in 2022 their ERA was at 488 a significant jump down and I think it was a big reason why they had that 10 game improvement I think when I was looking at the season, my hope was that if the team could hover around an ERA of about four, I thought, okay, they could probably win maybe five more games, and that still would probably be enough to win uh, either the first half or the second half. Now, they won 10 more games than they did in 2022, and obviously that still wasn't enough to win the first or second half. But again, that's just how dominant the, the North Division was this season between Bellingham and Wenatchee and Victoria all finishing with phenomenal summers. And again, I said at the outset, but they all had legitimate championship aspirations. But some of the other details on Coach Callia, the Apple Sox pitching staff shut out four teams, which is the most by an Apple Sox pitching staff since 2014. And starting pitchers tossed at least five innings in 63% of games, and the team went 24-10 and 10 in those instances. Ten Apple Sox pitchers also recorded more strikeouts than innings pitched, and Quincy Vassar and Jaden Williamson tied for the seventh most strikeouts in the WCL with 42. And then finally, I guess we could also mention that of the seven players on the Apple Sox to earn all WCL honors for them were pitchers, two starters and two relievers. So, so much to be excited about from this past summer on the mound. And then Coach Darlington, we talked about the work that he's done. Wenatchee in his two seasons in the regular season is 64-44. and That's the best two-year start for an Apple Sox head coach. And he's also the first skipper to make the postseason in each of his first two seasons at the helm. 11 Apple Sox players now from these last two seasons have earned all WCL honors. Seven in 2023 after four did so in 2022. And of course, Joey Chiroyama was the 2022 co-MVP. In the two seasons that Mitch Darlington has been at the helm, the Apple Sox have broken single-season franchise records for runs, stolen bases, RBI, home victories, home winning streak, series sweeps, most home runs hit in a league game, and walks drawn, which they had done in each of the two seasons, bettering the year before in the previous records. Wenatchee has won 21 of 36 three-game series under Darlington and swept 11 of those 21 series that they have won. Five Apple Sox position players, five different Apple Sox players, have earned WCL Hitter of the Week honors under Darlington, and the team ERA, I mentioned it before, improved from 488 to 335 in 2023. There was a lot to be excited about 
with 2024 coming around the corner. But as I mentioned, for right now, you know, you're kind of we're kind of reflecting a little bit on the work done in this 2023 season. Didn't end with the trophy that everyone hoped for, but still a lot to enjoy from it and look forward to coming up in 2024 as well. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. We encourage you to subscribe if you do not already. Helps us to gauge how many people are tuning in. You can subscribe wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we also encourage you to check out Apple Sox social media for off-season information on the club, uh, any other information you might be interested in. One of the big questions we always get when a summer comes to an end is when are we going to get the schedule for 2024? And typically, the West Coast League has released it in early November. Sometimes it's been right on the dot November 1st, other times a few weeks later. So for information on that, stay tuned to westcoastleague.com. And, of course, once we have the schedule, we will share that with you as well. The 2024 season is going to get started in June next year, but tickets are on sale right now. You can purchase those season tickets by calling 509-665-6900, or you can email info at applesocks.com. Once again, I'm Joel Norman. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the Apple Sox Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox Podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.